pair of halflings stalk down a north side alleyway in the de facto human district. Their hoods are turned up, their faces are gaunt, their eyes sharp. A cold voice rings out behind them. Damn it. The voice comes from an elf. His hair is white, his eyes silver. He wears a cloak, but it's untouched by the wind. Hatred pours off of him in a palpable fog. The halfling named Chansey takes a fearful step back, but the one named Dearmid stands his ground. He says, I need to see her. I told you to come alone. Chansey's my first. Anything you say, he'd hear anyway. Now where is she? The elf considers them with a sneer. Finally, his hands shoot up. They trace arcane lines in the air, leaving behind a glowing circle lined in flowing script. The circle expands. It hides the elf and shows a halfling child. The child is on a small Spartan bed next to a table on which a light enchanted rock fights back the perfect darkness of the room around her. The child is squinting at the pages of a book. She is unaware of her voyeurs. The halfling named Dearmid spits. No sorcery, elf bastard! Show me me daughter! The halfling named Chansey winces at the word daughter. The child exists outside of Ma Kelly's laws. You will do as I demanded, Dearmid, the elf says. I'm grown sick of your demands. Chansey! The other halfling tosses aside his cloak behind it a loaded crossbow. A twang as the weapon discharges, but the bolt passes harmlessly through the elf and clatters against the cobbles at the end of the alley. Two days, the elf says. The clay pits. Fulfill my commands and your daughter will be released to you alive. Do otherwise, and she will be released to you in a far different the elf is gone. Welcome to Thieves Can't Podcast, a dramatic podcast let's play a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons in a homebrew setting. Episode 1. I say we go to the warehouse first mm-hmm. and ask around, and if we don't get anything from that, then maybe we'll go to the town guard. Well, she's Can I hang any people upside down? Maybe. Okay. What about right side up? Maybe. Alright, so... Maybe don't lay hands on them until I say, get them. No hands. Got it. Maybe don't <laughs> touch them in any capacity until I say, get them. I can't promise that. Damn. <laughs> All right. Former captain of the guard, Hasting Lakeblade, knows where some of the more important Southside gang or the Kelly gang hideouts are, places where goods are stored long term and where money is laundered. Now, he's not always sure what the building is used for, but he knows where to go to ask. So Hasting, uh, go ahead and give us a survival check. Okay. And this will be to 20. Uh, successfully lead you guys to a warehouse that is run by the Kelly gang. 
and you know that he took you to the right place immediately because and most well, there's a lot of halflings on the south side. There's just a lot of halflings there. So that isn't really the indicator so much as the fact that this particular warehouse has like five armed guards. So you arrive at this warehouse and there are halflings outside kind of chewing chewing the grass, as it were, when you, when you approach. And they, they give you kind of a stink eye. I have no idea what it means to be chewing the grass. Uh, shooting the shit. Okay. They are again parental advisory. Chewing the fat. That's what I meant. Well, (laughs) the podcast is over, everyone. I'm embarrassed, (laughs) and now we burn it. Okay, so I know these people. You recognize them in the sense that flustered city guards would. There's a kind of a weird suspicion that every halfling is a part of the Southside gang, and in fact, if any halfling gets in trouble, invariably. Ma Kelly will show up in some form or another to get them out of trouble. At a price, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the last thing you want to do is end up in her pocket. And getting bailed out of jail is a good way to wind up in her pocket. Yeah, Alan. Stop being in her pocket. have never been arrested. You are in her pocket. (laughs) (laughs) I chose my words very carefully there. (laughs) So, uh, Alan speaks halfling. And that's a problem. I am not speaking halfling to anyone. Good. (laughs) Okay. But I am listening. Good. Uh, And on that note, I don't believe either of you two speak halfling. No. No. So on that note, you hear, as you approach, the conversation is about uh, a meeting that is going to be held uh, the day after the month. And uh, the second in command, whose name is Deermid, is going to be at that meeting. But that's right when they look up and see you. That's when the conversation changes to, oh, look, it's a bunch of tall striders. Should we stab them? And that's in Halfling. So (laughs) you two don't know what they said. They just kind of stop talking and then look up at you. Hi. Ah, hello then, Copper. Oh, Uh, ex-Copper. Oh, good. It's much easier to throw in the river. <laughs> he does work for me now, however. And th- this is when they see the dragonborn, uh, and the tone becomes a bit more respectful at, at this point. But only a bit. <laughs> because they are thugs. Oh, yeah. Someone who is clearly a leader steps out uh, from this, this group, and he has uh, this big mastiff at his side, comes just a bit taller than he does, and he's leaning on it, and it's kind of looking at you with those guard dog eyes and it says and uh, he says oh well what brings you to the warehouse I heard you lost some coriander ah it's family business don't you know what do you what do you be knowing about coriander going missing okay out of character she doesn't want us to invoke her name if correct uh, if it's unnecessary Right. So I don't want to just walk up and be like, hey, Ma told us to look right, into the snitches. Right. But I also don't want to be like, hey, I'm here on official dragon business and I'm inspecting your warehouse. <laughs> uh, well, you could uh, imply something along the lines of it being uh, important to you on a personal and professional level to find out 
why Ma Kelly had to pay that tariff and where that other shipment ventured off to. Okay. So, I've introduced myself. They are undoubtedly aware of who I am. Yeah, they called you Copper. Yeah. Mm. It's a little insulting considering I was captain. Now, Copper's a Copper's a Copper. Um, oh, scum. I agree. Barnacles on the bottom of a ship. But I've given up the badge. And I heard you had a little bit of trouble with some of my old friends. Now, some of us might know an informant or two. And some of us might be able to pick one out of the crowd or, you know. We have gone directly to the chase. Like, all right, who's the the snitch? (laughs) (laughs) I am working for these fine folk now, and I saw a job opportunity. I feel like it would behoove you or those above you if someone could lend a helping hand. I've Um, got like a plus seven to intimidation, but that's all right. I didn't plan on intimidating. I have fey presence that can make myself even scarier and vomiturgy, but, you know. You can also use fey presence to make people like you. Okay, cool. So the big guy, the one who's clearly in charge, leaning against the mastiff, coughs into his hand. And uh, does anyone speak thieves can't? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Um, So you have caught a gesture that means one of three things. It either means we're getting back to work, boys, or it means we're going to work them over, boys. <laughs> and in either case, he makes this gesture very quickly and then kind of wipes his hand on his trousers, which is the next part of the sentence, which is just follow along and or do what I do. So he's told his minions to be quiet and do what he goddamn says. Okay. I pull out my canteen and offer, you know... You're hacking stuff up. You should clean your hands off. I'm dealing with it. No, he, he takes a... He t- gives you a little cheer and a wink, and he takes a sip and passes it back. Thank you, scum copper. And he says, uh, can't be so lazy, boys. We've got to go in and get these crates stacked now. You're welcome to come along if you want to talk and work at the same time. And, uh, fo- and he just... In he goes. The dog follows. Sure. Let's follow him. Why yeah. not? Do I notice any of them not following him? Uh, two of them stay inside, or stay outside. <clears throat> but they were the two that were already there uh, talking? Yeah, there were five of them, and, and two of them have stayed out. <clears throat> uh, you suspect their job is to watch the door. Do you guys go in? Right, absolutely. That was the plan. You follow this guy into the weird warehouse, and again, you heard you, Barry, overheard him talking about a, a meeting later tonight with someone named Deermit, or later, later the day after tomorrow with someone named Deermit. That's all you know. So if two halflings stayed out, two came in with him. He follows you inside, and he grabs a, a crate, and the other, they also follow along, and they begin uh, leading you through the warehouse, which has large, wonderful-smelling crates stacked on top of one another. Uh, this Would I recognize that smell as coriander? <laughs> uh, it's not just coriander. It's all the best spices. These are all the things that make food wonderful in this warehouse. This is my favorite place now. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be for long. <laughs> um, well, say, is there anything I can do to help you, fellas? Oh, why don't you just grab one of those and then come along? Well, of course. It's a it's a hefty crate, but you you've got it. You're following along these uh, burly halflings 
with a stack of, um, you're pretty sure you've got garlic salt? Ooh, I love garlic Yum. salt. Mm. Um, and they, they, they're, they're leading you into the back. Go ahead and give me perception checks. I am too, uh, too concentrated on hefting this. Great. I got an eight. <laughs> eight. Ansela, you see someone up in the rafters, uh, just kind of watching this person. It, it's a halfling. Steps back into a hiding space when he realizes someone might see him. You don't know if that person is dodging their work or or what, but that that person has gotten out of sight immediately. Uh, Lake Blade and Ansela both rolled high enough to see the other giant mastiff come out from behind uh, the crates as you're moving, and this one's growling and bristling, and its eyes have a glimmer of intelligence to it that the other one does not. And these two, uh, these two halflings. Uh, that are not the bosses, set their crates down, and then uh, the boss gives them both an order in half lane. All right, get the business off the top then, and they scale up into the mountain of crates, disappearing. Perception checks from anyone who's trying to follow them with their eyes. 15 from Hastings. 14 from Alan. I rolled a one. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Um, so Lake Blade is the former captain of the uh, town guard. You are quite accustomed to following shifty people as they get into precarious positions, and you understand that uh, if they stay up there, they have high ground on them, which can be dangerous. And they're about maybe 15, 20 feet up, uh, cr climbing up these crates, and you have managed to keep tabs that one is on your left and the other went also up on the left, but then... Uh, kept low and ended up around behind you guys. So, so did you, the boss guy also go up? The boss guy still has his crate. And uh, he sets it down and he says, Now, uh, you, you said the word informant. I, I found that was an interesting choice of language, uh, Mr. What was it? Captain. Captain. Mr. Captain. Mr. Yeah, Captain. Mr. Captain. We'll go with that. Well, we haven't been introduced, actually. My name is Ansela Arak. And you would be... Oh, nobody of importance. I would like a name in order to address you. Chansey. Chansey? That's a lovely name, Chansey. Well, Chansey, Ma Kelly had to pay an honest tariff on one of her shipments of coriander. He makes uh, a religious sign. <laughs> I know. And... It's really important to me, personally and professionally, that I find out why she had to pay that particular tariff. I think we're communicating. So you are, uh, you're an outsider, then. You're not with the family. No. But I have a personal interest. So go ahead and give me a, is this deception or persuasion? I would say it's more persuasion, because we do have a... Definite professional interest in flipping out on the line. <laughs> yeah, okay. Twelve. Oh, I believe, yeah. I believe that you have a personal interest in this. But, uh, suppose I happened to know something about this uh, police business interjecting into our honest business. And again, he is retired. Of, of course, of course. But I mean when they took our coriander. So, so suppose I did know something about that. 
Why should I be uh, putting myself under the wheels of consequences? Well, I'm not saying I know anything. Of course, no, of course. It is uh, important for us to determine uh, the, the proper course of action. Hypothetically, if you did have information that led us to uh, resolve this peacefully, uh, you would certainly be compensated, I would think, from the family, because it is a hefty sum that uh, Ma Kelly did have to pay. See, the boy said something smart. We come in here offering to do this guy a favor, and he's acting like we're accusing him of things. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, No, of course not. Are you in character right now? Yes, I am. All right, roll initiative, everyone. We were doing so well, Zach. And this is just for my reference. We're not necessarily going into combat. Mr. Lakeblade, what's that initiative score? Ten. Roll loud. All right, Lakeblade is ten. Mr. Barry? Eleven. Andy? Ansela? Your initiative? Nineteen. Oh, wow. I might be a little too blunt. <laughs> yeah, just a little. I mean, it comes with the territory of being former guard captain. <laughs> I have a quick question. Yeah. What does Fae Presence do? Um, I believe it lets you charm or fear people for a short period. And I, like, if they're intimidated or... Like, One is a fear effect, so they can't come any closer to you. Well, no, I mean, how does it work, I guess is what I'm asking. Oh, it's a save versus 8 plus proficiency bonus charisma. Now, you, you're accusing me of accusing you of something. Oh, absolutely not. Please, Chansey, please, just, he's security. He's not really the brains or the face of my company. So if you could do most of your dealings with me, I would appreciate that. Ah, uh, that's fair enough, Lady Dragonborn. Thank you. So, <clears throat> there was a talk of crossing my palm with silver. There was a talk of the family perhaps compensating you. That was an important distinction. I wasn't sure if I had uh, made that clear. Uh, I was yeah. expecting us to get paid for our services. There's also the possibility of perhaps forgiveness if anything should come to be. Uh, Alright, I'm going to need... Uh, you're going to need that persuasion check from you. And you can see his face changing. He is making a decision in his head right now. And it's it's all on you. Fifteen. Oh, lassie. I think we're all in this just a wee bit too deep. And I am sorry someone such as yourself had to get involved right into the middle of this. Walking into a hornet's nest, as it were. And he makes a signal with his hands... And that's when the two guys from the top of the crates come out with crossbows. And the mastiffs come, uh, one behind you, one in front, growling and bristling. And he says, make them go away, boys. You said something that triggered the guy's defensive mechanisms. He has ordered his goons to attack you. Ansela, you have the drop on them. You saw them coming out with their crossbows. You get to move first. Oh, dear. I'm not ready. (laughs) There are... Two thugs that you can see hiding in the crates with their crossbows. They're poking their heads out. They have half cover right now. Chansey has pulled a large curved sword off of his side. And the two mastiffs are growling as they approach you. Okay. Um, alright. I guess I'll just cast Shatter. 
there is a, a sound like like breaking glass, and it very quickly turns into shattering wood and the crunch of the structure as it buckles beneath the uh, explosive force of the spell. Um, the the mastiff in front of Chansey is buried instantly in, in falling wood, and the two bandits uh, <clears throat> are obscured in a massive fog of smoke, but the landscape has changed almost instantly um, with the crates in front of Chansey toppling down, and he disappears in a massive fog of spices, which, give me an insight check, everyone. Advantage if you are skilled in cooking in any way. <laughs> insight? Yeah. 25. 17. 17. This is now an incredibly inflammable situation. Really? Oh, yeah. Good. You don't want to be in it when it... So. I can miss you stuff. I don't know about you, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you you have probably killed that dog. Poor dog. Um, I feel bad now. You can't see the other bandits. Okay, but one of the bandits was sitting on top of the crates that exploded. Um, and you you can't see him, but you do hear him. Okay. And what was the damage? Was eleven? Eleven. You hear you hear Chancy shout, "Oh, you bastard! You'll pay for that!" And. Uh, don't know where he went, except roll me perception at disadvantage, everyone. I rolled six twice. Eight. So, eleven. Nine. You are not sure where Chansey is, but he is small and very, very stabby in the mist. But he can't get directly to you right now because the way from you to him is blocked with just piles of... Uh, Broken wood and, and mass and, and spices. Ma Kelly's not gonna be happy. Oh, Ma Kelly's gonna love this. Um, I'll tell her they did it. I'm and, charming and deceptive. And who looks the squishiest? I mean, probably the warlock. So oh, he has a shield. I'm just wearing studded leather. He's wearing medium armor and a shield. So. Yeah, so uh, 15 versus AC, Barry? No. No, okay, so a, a crossbow bolt whizzes past your head through the fog of uh, spices, and then this bandit vanishes into uh, the top of the unbroken crates. It is your move, Barry. I was looking at inflict wounds. It is unfortunately a melee spell. Uh, so... I will cast Spiritual Weapon, and we'll make it a heavy crossbow, I guess. Okay. Uh, and send it 20 feet up so that it can shoot one or both of the dudes that are up there. All right. Awesome. So a glowing crossbow manifests next to Barry and flies upward. So is it based on whether I can see them or whether the Spiritual Weapon can see them? I don't know the rules answer for that, so we'll go with the the weapon can see it, it can shoot it. Okay, then this one just shot at me, so... You're going to do you a shoot back. Yeah. And you, you have a good idea of what direction he went. You saw him scurry backwards. Yeah. Uh, Fifteen. That's a hit? Nine damage. You, you hear him shout, We're not your sacrifices, Chansey! I'm out of here! Stick around, we might have questions, and we won't hurt you. 
Fuck off! <laughs> Mr. Lake Blade. Okay, so, um, <clears throat> so I'm going up these crates after the guy who hadn't shot at us yet. So go ahead and give me an athletics check. Scaling the broken cl- uh, crates. And like no be pretty easy. 18? Yeah, you're up there. Okay. Your hands are a little rough for it, but you make it uh, to the top into the broken crates. Uh, where you see a thug with a crossbow uh, trying to get his leg out of a broken crate. He, he's stuck there, but he's got his bow aimed right at you. Do you have healing spells? Yeah. Another yeah. dog. I can save spare the dying. Okay, the save dog. the dog when we're done. <laughs> But it's probably all right. No! <laughs> no, it's not! Hey, <laughs> <laughs> it's still alive! Gurgle, gurgle. I will use my sword. It coughs up a kidney. No! <laughs> okay. I will use my sword's echolocation. Now that I have the high ground, I still don't have great visibility. Okay. But I want to know if uh, Chansey is clearly visible with that power. Uh, you see Chansey has come around this way. So you're up on this stack of crates, and you see him just below you, creeping around the back. All right. And how high up did I go? They were 20, you were 20 feet, feet tall, up. but they kind of collapsed. We're going to call that what? You're still feet? around 20 feet up. There's just a slope in it now. Yeah, it would have only been like the first okay. row of boxes. Yeah, everything didn't collapse. Just uh, the first, the, the stuff oh. within 10 feet of that spell. I'm going to go up here. So I'm going to go back down quickly. Okay. So that it doesn't cost movement. What do you mean? I'm going to jump down. Oh. Jump because doesn't move. I know where he is. I'm going to step down then. <laughs> <laughs> First okay. step's a doozy. Fud. Okay. Okay. Move. Uh, actually, from here as a bonus action, I'm going to. You used your bonus action. Oh yeah. To so locate. So I'm just going to get in range of him. And uh, does he know I am here? I assume because I just made a nice loud thud right behind oh, him. Oh, he's aware of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, out comes the sword. I don't need the dagger for now, but I'm doing melee. Two plus seven is that is a mess. Versus armor class. Okay. Yeah, that's my entire. So you you swing at him and it wishes uh, he he knocks it away with his scimitar. Now this isn't going to be personal, copper. You understand? I hated you long before I learned that you were hunting me down, boy. So that's um, the first thug spends all of his movement. The one up there, uh, he does take his movement, but he uses it getting unentangled from the broken crates. Uh, and this mastiff lunges forward, also at Barry, just growling and bristling. The happiest dog you've ever seen. Yeah. He's just, <laughs> oh, you're such a good pupper. Uh, and that will be uh, 17 against your armor class. Ooh. What are you dressed in? Scale mail with a shield. You went armed into <laughs> oh, That is smart. Okay. So the... This is a consulting adventure. <laughs> 
I the don't dog, go anywhere. The dog's no. teeth sink into your chain mail, and you're like, oh, such a good oh, puppy. Good pupper. Oh, he's so good. That, that does not damage you. It, her, the dog is confused. It's like, oh, I'm supposed to attack these. That's right. Yeah. All right. That brings it up to Ansela again. Top of the initiative. I cast animal friendship on the dog. Uh, you can only do it on snakes, unless you took it as a cantrip from outside of your racial. Damn it. All right, fine. Sorry. Fine, fine, fine. I don't know what to do then. You could charm it with your fey presence. I don't want to use fey presence on the dog. Oh, I think. All right, fine. I'm gonna not be nice. I'm just gonna hit it with Eldritch Blast. Goodbye, Doggo. <laughs> Goodbye, Doggo. Goodbye, Barry. Alternatively, <laughs> you know where Chansey is. No, uh, she doesn't you have line of sight on him. You don't have line of sight, but you heard no. him swing at him, and you heard him talking. Yeah, but there's people running around. It's a very confusing moment. He's still disappeared in the dust for her. You two are effectively split off from the main group. Hmm. Um, 15. That will hit the doggo. Go ahead and give us the uh, damage. Okay. What's your armor class, Barry? 19. Okay, so <laughs> you oh, don't hit Barry, but you do hit the dog. And for Are reference, sure Eldritch, don't hit Barry? Eldritch Blast explodes because of her ring, but it does not hit Barry. So it looks like you could use Fey Presence if you prefer. Um, I hit it with 14 damage. Oh! <laughs> agonizing Blast, is that what you took? Yeah. Okay, so the dog just kind of burns up in the white light of your Eldritch Blast. There's, there's first this... First of all, it's purple light. Purple light. So, first there's an... And then there's just no noise at all, and instead there's this kind of uh, pile of ash. Also, anything in a five-foot radius would take splash damage. Um, I don't know how much splash damage. We're in a rule that, that has to hit their AC, otherwise it's just ridiculous. What do you mean? It has to hit their AC. The attack has to hit every target's AC or it doesn't do the splash damage. So you roll the attack once, the splash uses that roll to see if it hits anybody in that splash area. Okay, so the crates don't take damage? Oh, the crates absolutely okay, take damage. <laughs> Barry, on the other hand, does not. No, not Barry. And uh, His name is Alan, by the way. Alan, Sorry, not Alan. Alan. So uh, Alan doesn't take damage, but there's another crunch of wood uh, and sparks from the heat of the spell. Um, so I'm going to need a dexterity check from Barry. Mr. Barry. It's, it's the crate spine the dog. The ba- Barry is right next to the dog. Well, I rolled a 22 anyway. Okay, so you're going to take half damage from the explosion. Um, oh my gosh, we're all going to smell so good when we come out of here. Uh, I'm also going to need that dexterity save from uh, you two as well. For me? Yeah. No. You were in a cloud of this stuff and you just oh, said it all. Oh, that's bad. Uh, natural one uh, from Mr. Lakeblade. Yeah, I rolled a four. It would be real nice to be a half one right about now. <laughs> um, this is an eight overall, if that uh, makes any difference. Okay, how many hit points do you have? Some. <laughs> Give me a number. 
This is going to be the range of 23 to 25. Okay, good. I don't feel so bad about this. So This is going to be the shortest podcast (laughs) ever. (laughs) And they all blew up in a wheat explosion. In a spice explosion. Spice explosion. Can we trademark that? TMTMTM. Oh my god. So, how many hit points do you have, Ansela? Good, because that was a 14 damage on the explosion. Um, mini fire, mi- tiny fire. It's the smallest fireball. Wait, it doesn't have fire. Eldritch Blast doesn't have fire. Uh, you ignited the spices. How? With Eldritch Blast. But Eldritch Blast isn't fire. It's force damage. It's it's force damage, but also it caused a reaction. A, a, a abrasive... Uh, Explosive Friction powder. exists. Yeah. Like, like a malfunctioning elevator could set this off. Like a gear grinding the wrong way could set this off. Okay. And, and this is the sort of thing that these guys get paid hazard pay for. Uh, so, so working in a, a place like this is dangerous because something like this could happen. So here's about 40,000 gold and spices just evaporating. For seven damage to you, Barry. Yay! And fourteen to you two. We're so we were never here. (laughs) uh, Not even once. Okay, here's the story, guys. We came in to talk to them. They found out we they thought we were onto them, and they blew it up (laughs) to get rid of us. That's what happened. We'll keep that in mind. For later. And no, we need to get our story straight now. <laughs> okay, so bandit number one has passed his save, but he had two hit points, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> bandit number two has passed his save, but is badly hurt. And Chansey has passed his save and also taken to seven damage from the explosion. And the air is now not only clouded. It's clouded with fire and smoke. You are going to take passive damage as long as you're in here. Um, The warehouse is probably burning down unless you do something about that. So Chansey looks at you and says, You insane bastards! And he tries to uh, run you through, and he takes a couple of swings at you. Uh, The first with the scimitar that you did see, and the second with a dagger that you didn't. So 10 versus AC, Mr. Ladenblade. And a nat 20 on the dagger. Yay! I'm gonna die. <laughs> I'm gonna die. Uh, so that will be uh, four. Five, six, seven damage. Okay. Are you dead now? No. Good. I'm concerned. I want to point out that uh, my my combat calculator tool told me that this was a hard fight, <laughs> uh, not a deadly one. So you should be fine. Well, I was fine until you took away two thirds of my hit points. And that happens. Um, so you are engaged in melee uh, with the with uh, Chansey. And their blades are ringing out as they fight. You guys can hear it as the only combat. Uh, there's just a guy crying for help at the top of these crates now. Are there any other exits? There's the exit you came through, which is to the south. Right. And there might be an exit to the north end of the river. Um, it would be a dive hole, though. It would, it would, it's for loading boats. Mm. Okay, literally the first thing I do when I get out of here, going straight to Ma Kelly and being like, 
what the fuck, they tried to blow us up. Thug 2 is no longer with us, so that puts it up to you, Alan. So, uh, my thought is that I use hold person on Jamesy so that we can get him out of here and interrogate him. Or we can just get some auto crits out of that. And... That is also a thing, but we we need an answer <laughs> still. <laughs> That's fair. So that is what I'm going to do. Alright, hold cast person. person and if it actually works, then I will shout at Lakeville. Now, I'm going to need a perception check to find him in the fire and smoke first. Or you might just move in the direction of the right. fighting I mean, beforehand. That was the oh. thing. But the problem is like they're encased and fighting and like, yeah, one's shorter than the other, but it's, like, very obscure. You've got, like, three foot of visibility. Mm. So I'm going to need a perception check to discern him for a target. Oh, spot. that is real bad. Huh? Uh, eight. Okay. You know, that uh, trigger a save or... A uh, whole person? Yes, triggers a save. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the DC is 14. Is this my save? Yes. They're just shadows to you. Uh, but you can tell which one, one is, is which. significantly shorter. Than yeah, so you're able to. It's not a hard check, but you did have to make it. Let's uh, let's see if you can get that spell off through the fire and flame. And that's, uh, I guess, a saving throw from him. Actually. Yeah. So, what's the number to beat? Fourteen wisdom. Um, he got a sixteen on the die, and his wisdom is zero. So, are there consequences for no, nothing? Okay, that's a bad round for you. Yep. So the spell right, fizzles. So that's an action. Yes. I can't fire my spiritual weapon, I said that, because uh, that's also an action. I believe it fires if you take an attack action. That brings it up to Lake Blade. You didn't actually make it into melee with us, so I don't get uh, my sneak attack damage. Uh, <laughs> he he, he kind of did. He's, he's kind of up there with you. But okay. he's not uh, He's not next to the guy. He's next to you. Yeah, so I don't get my sneak attack damage. So What are you, a scout? Yeah, I'm a rogue, so okay. I, if somebody's there, I can do something. Well, I was trying to think of the ways that you could get your uh, flanking bonus. Yeah, um... Hmm... Best possible way would be to get distance and high ground or to stealth, but if I stealth, he stealths, so all I can really do is smack him in the face. Alright. Pretty ineffectively. So that's 25 versus armor class for the first one, and that is... But that's a hit. Yeah. Ineffective, my patootie. Uh, six damage, and the dagger is a natural one. Alright, so... You two are laying into each other pretty well. No more masters. We're back up to Ansel. So your friends are locked in combat. The building is burning. Give me a con save. Well, I'm good. Alrighty. Let's do this con save. Hey, 14. And you're good for now, but you're coughing. You don't think you can stay in oh, here wait. much longer. I've got a 16. Nice. Uh, Yeah, Ansel is leaving. She yells to people, hey, I'm getting out. And then goes out the door. You recommend- Heard your man, we're right behind you. That's a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> All right, that puts us up to Cl uh, Chancy, who is going to try to get away from you. Okay. Um, 
and get out of the burning building, because he did not pass that save. So that gives you an opportunity attack. Uh, 14 versus armor class. Not quite. Ah, didn't so, think so. So Chansey dashes off into the smog. Barry, this is your chance. Okay. Uh, how far away did he get? Thirty feet, uh, 25 feet. He's a halfling. Okay. Can I make a perception check to see if I can locate Absolutely. Okay. You, you can absolutely choose to fix it. I have one, one more plan uh, to try to get him out with us. Uh, that's pretty good. 22. Uh, yeah, you see him. Okay. Well, you you don't see him, but you're aware of him. You're, you, you think you know where he is. I want to cast Command on him. Oh, God. Force him to follow us out. All right, what's the save on Command? 14 Wisdom again. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, let's get the fuck out. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's very, uh, th- what, what is the command? Uh, follow me. Because it has to be a simple command. Oh, I'm, I'm glad one of you knows the way out. Okay, so we are out of the burning building. Um, and you have uh, this thug follow you. Uh, how long does that last? One round. So One round. So this is going get... to try to escape immediately after we exit. <laughs> okay, but you, you leave the building. You have Chansey quasi-ensorcelled as he follows you out of the building. Uh, and you you get out, and coughing and sputtering, one of these halfling thugs is climbing out of the top story uh, down the side of the dock. Um, that one that you, you saw disappear into the shadows before. Uh, and so I would tell them, as we're on our way up, he's not going to follow us for long. Tie him up ASAP. <laughs> okay. That's your uh, job. Lake, Lake Blade, that's... We're going to assume your movement is gone. Your movement is gone. You have an action. I have a move. I have a hundred. You got out of the building. I have a hundred and five movement around. <laughs> How? Okay, that's okay. But I just took a single move to get out. Yeah. Okay. So I still have my action and my bonus action. Yes. Okay. Please tie up Chansey. I assume you have handcuffs. No. I actually do have more. Manacles because of uh, my background. Mm-hmm. So that isn't even a check. That's uh, oh, it would be athletics. Just because he followed you out doesn't mean he's going to be submissive. So this is still going to be a grapple check. Okay. Ah. Ah. Two plus five, so seven. That actually hits. He rolled lower than you. <laughs> That's uh. That he's not lower than me on the die, did he? No, he just doesn't have your decks. He has some decks. That was that wasn't Dex. I'm I have expert. It's Dex for grapples. him on grapples. Yeah. Um. So there is a halfling bandit, kind of in the shadows, waiting to see what rolls out, and Clancy and Manacles resisting violently as former Captain Lake Blake says, "Stop resisting! Stop <laughs> resisting!" <laughs> Couple knees. <laughs> And we are, going, we are going to take a break so that Ancilla can go to a maths class and we will meet back. Well, let's talk about that. It doesn't need to be in the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Rats need cot? Pesky wizards in hedges. Hedges too tall? 
Reach out to the Iraq Adventuring Consultancy today. No adventure too small, no task too tall. No offense intended to our halfling neighbors, of course. If you need help, come to our Southside offices at 42D Stubtoe Lane, just next to the Mushroom Bakery and the Violent Hobo. Are you talking about me in there? No, your gay, sorry, hang on. <laughs> Stop in, give us the details related to your questing needs, and we'll get you a quote the same day or your money back. And thanks for listening to Thieves Cant Podcast. To see what we're up to, visit us at patreon.com slash thievescant or at ramen-empire.com. Tune in next week for the continuing adventures of the AAC.